Here we are back together again for another exciting adventure. It's the Rocky and Bullwinkle Show. Just kidding. It's the Lord of the Storm podcast. Do you remember Rocky and Bullwinkle? If you do, you are probably over, what, 20, I'm guessing? Yeah, maybe just a bit. Well, I am your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and you are our faithful friend who tunes in day after day. Today, we are in Acts 11. You can turn there in your Bible now. As always, I'll be reading from the Easy to Understand and Read, or EUR Bible. Today, we've got some believers that get in Peter's face and immediately get taught a lesson by God. We've got a disaster on the horizon, and we've got former enemies becoming united. Let's pray and ask for the Lord's blessing. Lord, we turn to you once again and ask that as we open your word, you will open our eyes to hear and see you. Be with us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Acts 11. The apostles and the brothers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. When Peter came to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers argued with him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter explained to them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, a container coming down like it was a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners. It came down to where I was. When I had looked intently at it, I saw four-footed animals, wild animals, creeping things, and birds. I also heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill, and eat. But I said, No, Lord, for I've never eaten anything unholy or unclean. But a voice answered me the second time out of heaven, saying, What God has cleansed, don't you call unclean. This was done three times, and then they were taken back up into heaven again. Then immediately, three men stood before the house where I was staying, having been sent from Caesarea to me. The Spirit told me to go with them, without judging. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house, and saying to him, Send to Joppa and get Simon, who is called Peter. He will speak to you words by which you will be saved, you and all your house. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, even as it did on us at the beginning. I remember the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If then God gave to them the same gift as us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could oppose God? When they heard these things, they accepted it and glorified God, saying, Then God has also granted the Gentiles forgiveness for eternal life. Those who were scattered abroad by the opposition that came after Stephen's stoning traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to only the Jews. But some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists about the Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. The report concerning them came to the believers in Jerusalem. They sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch, and when he had done so, he saw the grace God had extended to them and was glad. He encouraged them all to stay true to heart and remain near to the Lord. For Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and many people were added to the Lord. Barnabas then went to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they stayed with the believers there and taught many people. The disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now in those days, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and indicated by the Spirit that a great famine over all the world was coming, which happened in the days of Claudius. As the disciples had plenty, each one decided to send financial help to the brothers who lived in Judea, which they did by sending it to the elders there by way of Barnabas and Saul. 
And that is Acts 11. Not a very long chapter, but there were a few things I picked up on in this reading we can chat about. First is how the believers argued with Peter about what he had done in his ministry. The believers heard that the Gentiles had Jesus preach to them. They didn't ask Peter why he was talking to them. They seemingly, to me at least anyway, jump right in and get in Peter's face asking him what he's doing talking to those lowly, filthy Gentiles. We've already had stories about Gentiles being preached to. We read last week about Philip doing so. But these believers are still under the mistaken belief that the good news of Jesus is only for the Jews. I like what Peter does here. He doesn't get defensive, which probably would have been my reaction. Instead, he calmly, rationally just tells of his experience and what happened that caused him to preach to the Gentiles. In doing this, Peter is being a perfect example for us to follow. Our job is not to convince others. Our job is to be witnesses. What does a witness do? They tell what they saw or about their experience. It's the same when we're telling others about the Lord. There is always going to be someone out there that will be able to out-argue us or dispute our logic. But what they can't argue is our experience. That's what we have lived through and know personally, and they haven't. And I like how Peter kind of shuts them up politely. He says, if God gave them the Holy Spirit, who was I to oppose God? In effect, he's saying, so are you going to argue against what God is doing? (laughs) But sadly, uh, that is exactly what the Jews, the non-believers in Christ, had been doing. They saw the miracles that Jesus did, and then his followers did after he was crucified, and they knew it was God doing it, but they fought against it anyway. Just such arrogance and pride they had. They refused to accept what was clearly in front of their faces. But fortunately, that is not the attitude of these believers that Peter is speaking to because we're told in verse 18, when they heard these things, they accepted it and glorified God. So even though they started off a little rough getting in Peter's face, when they heard about his experience and what God had done, they recognized it for what it was, the work of the Lord. And then from this point on, it starts to become common for the Jewish believers to start sharing the good news with the Gentiles, and not just the Jews only. And we're told in Antioch, they were first called Christians. And this is an important step in the development of the church. No longer were they going to be considered Jewish believers or Gentile believers. They were united under one name, Christians. And some have said that they were first called this by Jews in a mocking way. But God used it to help unify the church. They were proud to be associated with Christ and to be recognized as like him. And to stress the point just a little more about being united and no longer seen as separate, we get this quick little bit about Agabus who tells of an upcoming famine. And the Christians came together and give money to help out other Christians who were from a different area and who probably had other differences from them too. But it didn't matter what nationality they were, what skin color they had, what their background was. The most important thing was that they were their brothers and sisters in Jesus. And that supersedes every difference. And to the watching world, that's powerful. We're told in John 13, 35, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Once again, Christ's love conquers all. When we can set aside differences and love and share with other believers... That's attractive to the world and gets their attention. We're not going to win the world by our arguments or our lists of do's and don'ts. We're going to win by love, the thing people universally want to be loved. 
And we can give that to them because of the love God has given us through Jesus and the proof of his love for us by his death on the cross for all of us. Well, there are my thoughts from this chapter, and I hope the Lord is speaking to you as well as we read his word together. Let's pray. Lord, help us to share our experience with others. Open up opportunities for us to share what you have done in our lives so that we can help bring others into your family, our family. We recognize you are not only Lord of the storm, you are Lord of the harvest. And we ask you to send us and every other Christ follower into the harvest fields. May you supernaturally equip us and give us unprecedented favor in presenting the good news of Jesus and people coming to know you as their Lord and Savior. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. That is going to wrap up another episode, but don't worry, we've got plenty of more chapters in the Bible to go through. Thanks for tuning in today. God bless.